Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Everything's changing so fast these days, and that's a great thing. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load on our desktop computer. But now there's the Xfinity 10G network. That means the fastest internet with faster speeds rolling out every day and internet that can power a house full of devices at once with ultra low lag. So while one person streams a movie from their room, another can play video games in the basement while another TikToks in the kitchen. It's the next generation 10G network only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Ditch the clowns on the left and the jokers on the right and join Michael Smirconish right here in the middle. This is the Smirconish podcast for independent minds. All these people who have not been vaccinated, you have an obligation to yourselves, to your families, and quite frankly, I know I get criticized for this, to your country. Get vaccinated now. It's free. It's convenient. I promise you, it saves lives. And I honest to God believe it's your patriotic duty. Interesting. It's a little tick of his when he says something, I'm going to get in trouble for this, or you didn't believe me when I said it, or you were telling me I couldn't get it done. When I find in those circumstances, uh, that's not the case. Who would criticize him for saying it's your patriotic duty? Nobody is going to. I mean, it is your patriotic duty. It's not going to move the needle. Listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. According to data from the Kaiser Good morning. Good afternoon. Hello, all. According to data from the Kaiser Family Foundation, 52 percent of vaxxed adults, 52 percent of vaxxed adults say they fear getting very sick from coronavirus, which is 10 percent more than the non immunized who ought to be the most concerned. And and maybe that's self-evident, because if you really were concerned, you'd get immunized, you'd get vaccinated. And according to a Kaiser count, no speech from Biden or threat of death is going to sway 40 percent of the unvaxxed. About half of adult holdouts in America say nothing, nothing will can what will convince you to go get vaccinated? Forty percent of the unvaxxed say absolutely nothing. Nothing. So nothing's going to move the needle. And it, it's kind of interesting. I'm I'm not critical of, of the president for his efforts. I just think they're falling on deaf ears. I mean, the most uh, encouraging development yesterday in terms of trying to convince people who aren't vaccinated to get vaccinated came from the fact that the president acknowledged Donald Trump. I I don't think I've heard him reference Donald Trump by name while he's been president. But during the course of his remarks yesterday, he did say this. I got my booster shot as soon as they were available. And just the other day, former President Trump announced he had gotten his booster shot. Maybe one of the few things he and I agree on. President Biden also said this yesterday. Omicron is serious, potentially deadly business for unvaccinated people. Let me be clear. 
Thanks to the prior administration and our scientific community, America is one of the first countries to get the vaccine. And thanks to my administration and the hard work of Americans, we let a rollout and made America. You know, what's interesting them. is there's a Fox News headline today at the website. The, the cynic in me wonders if this is deliberate. Headline, Trump, very appreciative. And surprised Biden acknowledged his administration's COVID vaccine success. The subheadline in an exclusive interview with Fox News, Trump said Biden's comment would help the process of healing. Former President Trump said Tuesday he's very appreciative and surprised that President Biden thanked him and his administration for their success in making COVID-19 vaccines available to the public, telling Fox News that tone and trust are critical in getting Americans vaccinated. Biden on Tuesday afternoon announced increased testing capacity and expanded access to vaccines and support for hospitals across the country amid a surge in cases of the Omicron variant, which the CDC announced this week makes up more than 73% of new infections in the country. This is the part, well, then they repeat what it is that Biden said, but I've already played that. Here's what Trump said. I can't play the audio for you. Quote, I'm very appreciative of that. I was surprised to hear it. I think it was a terrific thing, and I think it makes a lot of people happy. Trump then repeated that he was a little bit surprised. I think he did something very good, Trump said. You know, it has to be a process of healing in this country, and that will help a lot. Here's my cynicism. Typically, when you see a story like this, embedded in it would be the aforementioned audio. And yet I looked, TC looked, it's not there. I I confess because of my unique schedule this week, I'm not as uh, knowledgeable as to what Fox is playing, you know, in their new cycle, why did they write up and acknowledge which which host it was? Like I don't even know which show it was it's on. Strange. Isn't I thought it? that was bizarre. I thought it was absolutely bizarre. I mean, I wish and I, I could see it I on wish Twitter. I, could, I wish I could play for it's everybody. It's got to be somewhere around. I'm going to keep looking for it. It must be somewhere okay, around. I and wish... I thought it was nice. Like this is all a good oh, thing, well, right? Th- yes, but my point is, this is the sort of thing that should have been taking place from the get go. Right. You've Biden, said that all Biden hasn't wanted to say Trump's name. Trump, even though. During the waning days of his administration, he wanted to take credit and fine, I'll give him credit for Operation Warp Speed and the the process by which the the vaccines were developed. Uh, It's a shame that they weren't playing nice with each other, at least on that issue, because then then maybe I wouldn't be sitting here saying that 40 percent of the unvaxxed say nothing is going to move me. On top of the fact that the people who are most concerned in the country about Omicron are those who are already vaccinated. 52% of vaxxed adults say they fear getting very sick from Omicron. That's 10% more than the non-immunized who ought to be the most concerned. Which brings me back to the point, and I said this on television last night, that when I'm you know leading my normal existence just out and about, in my community, in this community, and I'm seeing all of these people who are masked up, and I'm now, again, one of them, albeit not outdoors, but anytime I'm in an establishment, I'm looking around and I'm saying to myself, everybody that I'm seeing masked is probably vaccinated and boosted in this area. And yes, I understand you're still not entirely protected, and you could have one of the breakthrough cases that could impact you, but my point is we're not reaching... We're not reaching the people that we need to reach. The people that we need to reach are not walking around in retail stores like I am, where everybody is both vaxxed and boosted and wearing a mask again. What's wrong with this 
picture. And and that's what leads me to today's survey question, because last night, for the second time in a week, I had a conversation with uh, outgoing mayor Bill de Blasio of New York City. And of course, de Blasio, within days, is uh, instituting this employer mandate, right? And it's kind of funny because I, I wonder if we have the audio for this. Last week, he said to me on air, he said that privately, there are a lot of employers who say to him, please, please impose this mandate. Because if you impose this mandate, then I can say to my employees, hey, we don't have a choice. You know, this is what the mayor's demanding. And lo and behold, Fox News has just announced that to enter their space in New York City, just like at CNN, uh, you've got to be vaxxed. And what did they say in a statement? They said, well, it's, it's all de Blasio. So last night I said to Mayor de Blasio, hey, when you told me that last week, uh, was Fox one of the companies that you were actually making reference to? I can't speak to them specifically, but I can say I find it very entertaining that uh, they're, they're joining the bandwagon of pointing the finger at me. Look, whatever works, Michael, uh, I do think it's tough for private sector employers uh, to explain to their employees if it seems to be something just within their own company. I still urge CEOs to just do it because it's the right thing to do. It'll help protect everyone. But, you know, when the government steps in, it becomes universal. And then the management of the company can say, hey, guys, everyone has to do it, not just this company, every company. And if you want to you know, continue to have your job, have your paycheck, this is something we have to do for each other. And overwhelmingly, we found in New York City, people abide by the mandate. They're not going to risk a paycheck over it. And it helps move everyone forward. So I have a couple of big takeaways that I I hope won't get lost in me providing you an update and and playing for you some audio that I have at my fingertips. My my, my big takeaways are that we're not moving certain people among us. That hasn't changed. Two, it's interesting that now Trump and Biden are playing nice with one another. Might that move some folks? I doubt it. Little too little, too late on each of their part. Three, and this is where I really want to go. Um, is Omicron necessarily a bad thing? And but before you scoff at why I would ask that, let me let me tell you how I get there. Dr. Ashish Jha is the dean of the Brown University School of Public Health, a very bright guy, a guest of mine. And I, I began by saying to him, here's the president having just said we're now going to make testing available and masks available. But why would we think that people who heretofore won't get vaxxed are all of a sudden going to be requesting a free test? This is a real challenge because the people who are not getting vaccinated, in many ways, they've sort of been poisoned with misinformation. Um, So the question is, what's going to motivate them to get testing? Uh, Obviously, if places require a negative test, that's going to do it. It's the same thing that's motivating those people to get vaccinated to the extent that they have which is requirements from their work from their workplaces, requirements uh, from restaurants and other places they want to go to. At this point, that's going to be the major driver for both testing and vaccinations okay, for that which, population. Which which leaves the question, the ongoing question of this entire pandemic process: How are we ever going to reach the people who aren't on the same page? Yeah, so this has been the big challenge. The, the administration has tried a lot of things. A lot of us in public health have tried. I think, first of all, we got to keep going. I mean, I don't, I don't think we should give up. But what we know, the one thing that we know moves people to get vaccinated is mandates. 
work workplace related related mandates, uh, mandates from other kind of contexts. Uh, I wish one of the things I wish the administration had done and would do is put in a mandate for a negative test or a vaccine for flying. Uh, that would make an enormous difference. I agree a lot with of that. people want to be able to travel, and if you can't travel yeah. without a vaccine, I that would definitely really agree. People. But I think that's going to be the major strategy right now. Then I could take off my mask. I, I hate, you know, I'm one of those who really does get to the airport. All right, not two hours, but 90 minutes ahead of my flight. And if you're flying across country, like you get there for 90 minutes. Now you've got a five hour flight. Then, then you get off the plane. You got to wait for your luggage. Like that mask is on your face constant, nonstop for, for eight hours. So here's where I really wanted to go with Dr. Ja. The question that is still outstanding, does the data yet tell us if Omicron is less fatal than previous variants like Delta of the virus? Yeah, here's why that has been so hard to sort out. So I can point to South Africa data that looks pretty compelling that this may be a milder virus. I can point to the UK data that says, yeah, not so sure. And the problem is that right now, both in South, South Africa and the UK, the people who've gotten infected are either people who've been previously infected and recently recovered or vaccinated folks. And we expect them to have milder disease. So I think we're probably at least another week or 10 days away from really being able to nail down the, that question. The reason why I think that's so important, me, the you know, non-physician, he is the rocket science. And I get to, I get to this with him is because I'm thinking to myself, commonsensically, I hope, intuitively, if Omicron is spreading like wildfire, and it is, I don't know about your orbit, ladies and gentlemen, but I'm, I'm a degree of separation or two degrees of separation from a lot of people who, and, and, and granted, many of them, if not all of them, are in the Northeast and in high-density areas, but like all of a sudden, lots of people have it. Vaxxed people, unvaxxed people, they have it. But anecdotally, anecdotally, they're not getting real sick and they're not going to the hospital, which causes me to say, and this this is what I was building to with my guest, is this good news? Because maybe as Omicron is spreading like wildfire, if people aren't dropping like flies, they're going to get over it and we will be much more immunized as a society. That's what I wanted to ask the head of, of Brown's School of Public Health. Yeah, let's be very clear. If it turns out to be milder, it would be terrific. It would help a lot. It would be less burden in the hospitals. It would be exactly what you said, Michael, which is it would give us a lot more population immunity without getting people really, really sick. That's the goal. We just don't know. I think the data leans towards it being a less severe disease, but I, I would not bet the, uh, the farm on this yet. Which leads me to this. Nobody talks about herd immunity anymore. Whatever happened to herd immunity, right? Did we blow our shot at herd immunity because we didn't all get vaccinated from the get-go? In other words, if, if everybody had been on the same page, if maybe Trump and Biden had been playing nice together to begin with, would we have had herd immunity and therefore there wouldn't be so many variants developing? This is Dr. Ashish Jha. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. We would have... Uh, prevented the almost 200,000 Americans who died in the Delta wave. Uh, and what we also would have done is gone into this Omicron wave uh, with much, much higher levels of population immunity, lower levels of infection, lower levels of hospitalizations and deaths. It's still the ticket out of this pandemic. It's just frustrating that a year after these vaccines became authorized, 
there's still so many Americans who are choosing not to take it. Ladies and gentlemen, here's here's the survey question today on this Wednesday at Smirconish.com. Thanks for all the votes yesterday. Jeez, 8,000 votes cast on, on whether liking white supremacist and extremist content in social media should result in disciplinary action for U.S. military. 73% said yes. Actually, interesting that 26% and change said no. But I'm asking this today. As you hear me reflecting on the conversation that I had with with one of the brighter medical minds in the country, as you're listening to me talk about Bill de Blasio, I, I, I actually I asked Bill de Blasio in the face of all of this information, what will be the metric that will determine his decision on canceling or continuing with New Year's Eve? Michael, we're talking with our healthcare leadership. We're talking with the folks in Times Square who run the event. Uh, what we want to make sure here is that we can do this event safely and determine the measures that will make that possible. But I want to tell you, uh, again, I, I don't believe in shutdowns whenever they are at all avoidable. Uh, I think if we can find the right way to do it, uh, it's important to keep moving forward uh, and send a message that this city's fighting back against Omicron and we're going to fight our way through. We're all going to have to deal with some big challenges in these coming weeks. Uh, but the answer is not to turn away. The answer is to buckle down get vaccinated, fight our way through Omicron, and get back to recovery on the other side. Can any level, this is the survey question at Smirconish.com today, can any level of government response stop the surge of Omicron? We talk about the different responses. We've had conversations in the past about Ron DeSantis versus Gavin Newsom. In the end, does it matter? If we're not all uh what's the analogy tc rowing in the same direction is there some crew thing here that i could be saying if we're not all you know on board on the same then then the virus knows no boundaries and as i said to dr Ja last night aren't we then just chasing our tails yeah it's true that the virus knows no boundary and and what the mayor does uh, can only ultimately impact New York. And of course, New York is going to be influenced by what is happening elsewhere. That said, if we can get very, very high rates of vaccinations in New York, in Massachusetts, in Rhode Island, individual places, it will make a big difference for those communities. So I support what the mayor has been doing. I know it's aggressive. We have a bad pandemic. We got to find ways out of it. And I think pushing people to get vaccinated is absolutely the right thing to do. Makes sense to me. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed.